Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. New developments regarding Damian Lillard coming from Woj. And this is going to be a sticky, sticky situation as it plays out in the coming days. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Make sure your family is well taken care of with life insurance. Protect your phones, laptops, and more with electronic device insurance. And cover your furry friends with pet health insurance. So, Kenty, we know that Damian Lillard wants to trade out of Portland. And here is Woj on the 6 p.m. Sports Center the other day on the, on the latest on Lillard's future. Damian Lillard wants to be in Miami Portland looks at what Miami has to offer them in a trade. Draft picks, young players, assets, it doesn't enthrall them. And so what is incumbent on Portland now is to go out in the marketplace and find someone who will offer them more. And that's what they're trying to do right now. They see a player of Damian Lillard's stature, all-NBA player, 32 years old, and they look at what the Nets got for Kevin Durant. They look at Rudy Gobert in Minnesota and see those kinds of returns. That's what they imagined for Damian Lillard. But this is a different day, new collective bargaining agreement in place. You know, it's going to take some time for this marketplace to develop and to get a real sense of what is available to them out there. But they're certainly in no rush to go do a deal with Miami. They would need a third team to take on Tyler Hero. So, with all of that in mind, Canty, there's this from Woj. Lillard's agent, Aaron Goodwin, has been calling prospective trade partners and warning against trading for his client, team executives tell ESPN. Goodwin is telling organizations outside of Miami that trading for Lillard is trading for an unhappy player. As interference goes, this is a time-honored agent maneuver to depress offers and to clear a path to a predetermined destination. Canty. I'm getting to the point where I don't give a damn what Dame Lillard wants. If the Miami Heat don't have what it takes to get a deal done and somebody else does, that's where Dame's playing. And if we think that he's going to be on – do I think Dame Lillard's going to go up to Philadelphia and end up uh, playing for the Sixers and pull a James Harden? I do not. I do not. But how can you say that when Dame has been so loyal to that franchise and given them multiple chances to rebuild around him in the prime of his career? How can you say that? I, I can That's say that part. because... How can, you, how, can you, how can you take that stance if you're Joe Cronin or your Blazers ownership? If you're Blazers you ownership, I have to get the best deal back I can no, for no, Damian no, no, Lillard. No, 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 what do you mean, no? no, no, no. It's a, no, no my no, job no. is my no, no, organization. No, 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 no. no. Here's, here's where I think you're wrong on that one, and I'll push back. Every now and again, you'll get a situation where the franchise owes it to the player beyond just the paycheck that they've given him over the years. And we're at that time with the Blazers and Damian Lillard. Hell, the guy gave them four or five days in the free agency to see if they could make a move to make him a a contender. He gave him a day and a half. Oh, okay. All right, whatever you want to call it. He gave them time to try to make a significant move that would make them a title contender. How many years has Dame been in Portland languishing in basketball Siberia? Because they've been irrelevant. They've had moments in the postseason with him and C.J. McCollum, but that seems like it's so long ago. At this point, they owe it to him to move him to a place where he has an opportunity to contend. Now, I'm not saying you give him away for a YMCA membership in a pack of crackers, but I'm saying you do try to get 
what the Miami Heat have to offer you, and maybe you have to facilitate it with a three-team trade then ship Tyler Hero somewhere else because you're heavy with young backcourt talent, but you find a way to make it work. Miami can offer you three first-round draft picks. They can offer you pick swaps. They can offer you Tyler Hero, who is a young ascending player. That is more than enough for Damian Lillard. It's not the best deal that's going to be out there. Of course not. But you have to do right by this dude. If, if Dame has given you an opportunity for all of these years to do right by him and put a contending team around him and you failed at that, it is your responsibility. No, check that. It's your obligation to do right by this dude in this situation. Loyalty is a two-way street. You can't ask a player to be loyal like Dame has and then not be loyal to him and send him to his preferred destination. This ain't a Bradley Beal to the Sun situation where there's a no-trade clause. Bradley Beal, like Dame Lillard is not going to the front office with a gun and a mask. He's saying, he's I want to go to my he, – no, he's not. He's saying, I want to go to Miami. Here's what Miami has to offer. Is it the best deal? No. But is it a deal that is commensurate with a player of his abilities? Absolutely. It's not the worst deal in the world if they end up moving Dame for the package that I just spelled out. All right, well, hang on a second. If if he's not going to their front office with a gun and a mask, what exactly is the agent doing telling other teams that if you're going to trade for him, he's going to be unhappy? Basically trying to make the market a one-team market. That's one. Number two, when it comes to Dame... My organization and my future of my organization, if I'm Joe Cronin, I'm a year into being a GM, and this is the biggest move I'm ever going to make. My entire GM future is based on what we get in return and if it's enough. Can I just give me this one thing? If you are the Portland Trailblazers, would you rather have Tyler Hero or would you rather have Tyrese Maxey? I mean, I, I mean that's that's an easy answer. Yeah. Okay. I, so I that's that. And if he goes somewhere else, and you're going to get some more in return, that's fine. But can't he? If the I don't have a problem with trying to do right by a player, but it can't. It sounds be, like you do. It I, sounds well, like you do, do have a problem. I do. With that. If there's going to be a massive difference in the packages when. I gave the, I've already paid the player two hundred thirty-three million, and he's getting another two hundred and some million in the future because of what I've given him contract-wise. So basically, half a billion dollars worth of loyalty back to him. That that's part of it as well. I mean, well, you we can, hold on, hold on, hold on. You yeah. can't you can't say the contract that I've given him may, me, means that 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 adds up the contract that he's on that another team is going to pay out is what Portland is giving well, him. Well, I already Daniel signed him to Lillard an extension. Has earned the contract. If Portland didn't give him the contract, somebody else would have. Okay, so it's not like well, it's not like Damian Lillard wouldn't have got. <laughs> But that that's 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 wild to me when we start talking about the contractual numbers. If he's the best player in Blazers history, then is the two hundred and thirty million that three. they already paid him representative of his true value to that franchise? Hell no. It's he, not. First of so all, any way you slice it, it it any way you slice it, it feels like the loyalty that Dame has given that franchise is not being returned in kind. And to take it a step further, you said that this would be the most significant move that Joe Cronin has made as a general manager. Yeah, the guys who trade away franchise well, players well, lose he's, their he's jobs. Been there for, he's, been, he's been there, okay? This is somebody that's been there. He's been this a GM for a year. 
This is some, but that's my point. This is somebody that's been there, and you know that this was on the horizon. You knew that if you couldn't field a team that was close to competing for a title, that this guy would eventually want out because he's been so loyal. So you should have been reading the tea leaves and fielding offers even back then, even when Dame Lillard didn't want to. How many times have we had the conversation on our show that the Blazers front office should take it out of Dame's hands right now because they're not able to deliver a team around him that will allow him to contend. Well, but We've I think said all that of that, before. All of that, though, was part of trying to do right by him. What do you want? You want to be here? We're trying to do something. We haven't been able to do anything because nobody wants to come to Portland. You haven't been able to do anything for a decade as a franchise? Because nobody Maybe wants to come to Portland. Of- <laughs> they haven't they haven't drafted well. That's where I think the biggest knock is. Okay, so but, they haven't drafted well. That's on ownership in the front office. Yes. That's not Dame's fault. So this front office can't sit here and say, well, publicly or privately, mind you, they can't sit here and say, well, this is not going to be the transfer portal and we're not going to facilitate Dame going to Miami. Well, this guy's been there a decade and you ain't done a damn thing around him. Okay. Let him go to where he wants to go. It's not as if Miami wouldn't give you anything in return. Let me ask you this. If we're being completely fair about it, what is an acceptable gap between two packages, let's just say Miami and Philadelphia? What's an acceptable gap where you would say, all right, that's enough for Dame from Miami to do right by the guy as opposed to going to Philadelphia if they are offering us slightly more? Is it considerably more? Where is it? Well, well, Philadelphia can't really offer you more. Though, I mean, Philadelphia has what? Did, what did, they've got like, Maxi, and then they've got whatever they do with Harden. Whether Harden's part of a three-team trade, that kind you of think, thing. You th- oh, okay, so you want to include Harden? Well, Harden's well, a part I, of I mean, Harden's if, getting traded. If he's going to be part of a three-team trade, they're going to get something well, for well, him. Well, yeah, yeah. If you include the Harden of it all, then sure. I'm not sure that that moves the needle much for. Portland either I mean again you're getting two guards in return they're already guard heavy so maybe a three-team trade brings something else that's more complimentary to what Portland already has sure but I mean the package that Miami would have to offer would be a significant package we would be talking about I think it's 2024 2028 and 2030 first round picks and pick swaps and Tyler Hero and uh Jaime Jaquez the, the the draft pick this year and Nikola Jovich. So, I mean, you'd be talking about a significant package going back in return for 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 Dame to Portland. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know that it's that much of a difference in terms of what Philly can offer and what Miami could offer to lead the front office down the road of not sending Dame to his preferred destination. If the packages are close, I don't have a problem with it. But if how could they a- not be, though? That's, that's my question. Like, how could they not be based on the resources that Philadelphia would have to offer and what Miami's bringing to the table? How could the packages not be close? I, I think what the biggest difference here is our opinion on what Tyler Hero is. Because I don't think t- Tyler Hero is a great player, and I think Miami, re- Miami absolutely regrets that contract right now. And, I th- and I'm high on Tyrese Maxey. So I think that's where our primary difference is going to be. That's just me I mean, at this point. I mean, listen, I, I get it. Uh, I mean, beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Tyler Hero was on the all-rookie team, and he was six-man of the year. He's a 20-point-a-night scorer, and he's not 24 years old. So, I mean, it, it, I, I get where you're coming from. 
I mean, I'm sure that there are people in NBA circles that would much prefer what Tyrese Maxey is versus what Tyler Hero is. Okay, that's fine. We can say that. But my point is the difference between the two players doesn't offset the difference between the two packages, which is significantly more draft capital that Miami could offer as opposed to Philadelphia. That's why I don't think that it would be too far gone to send Dame to where he would want to go and still do right by your franchise if you're GM Joe Cronin. I just think it's it's absurd to say publicly or privately that this ain't going to be the transfer portal with us facilitating Dame going to Miami. That's not the tact or tone that you want to take with a guy that has meant so much to the franchise, a guy that you're saying is the franchise's greatest player of all time. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are in for Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Your calls on this. Should the Portland Trailblazers do right by Dame here and send him where he wants to go, or do they not have any responsibility to him? 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Your chance to chime in. Plus, on the way this hour, this is very important for our larger friends out there. Summer is here. It is a scorcher. This is not the time for our kind of people. We're going to get you through this. It's Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Shopping for Mother's Day is usually a challenge because you wait until the last minute. But Macy's Gift Finder makes it incredibly fast and easy to find the right gift just in time for Mother's Day. Whether you're shopping for your sister's first Mother's Day or your fashionista mom who loves to make a statement... Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas that you can easily pick out something special to celebrate them both. You can shop by price, anywhere from 25 bucks and under to 100 bucks and under. You can also sort by category like fragrance, handbags, and more, or gift lists. Like for the mom who has everything, pre-wrapped gifts or gifts for grandma. Find top brands like Studio Pro Model Beats headphones, Polaroid cameras, and Samsung smart TVs. So what are you waiting for? Mother's Day is May 12th. It'll be here before you know it. Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Head to Macy's.com slash gift finder today. That's Macy's.com slash gift finder. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Greeny, the podcast. Trailblazers guard Damian Lillard is asking for a trade. It's about time. He's doing what's best for him. I don't think you can ignore what level of significance he can bring to the equation. Miami is the obvious one, and Bam is my dog. So Dame Lillard's agent is telling teams that are not the Miami Heat 
Don't trade for my guy because he's going to be unhappy. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. That from Woj uh, earlier. And we have a chance now to hear from you on this because you have loaded up the calls. Coming in hot, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Yeah, we're coming in hot. But, big fella, let's not forget, at some point in the remainder of the show, we got to get to the big guy summer. Because I feel like there's some big people out there that can use some of our, I don't know, what do you want to call it, life advice? Some of our practical experience and how to navigate triple-digit temperatures. Just saying. We've got that coming up in 25 minutes. All right, there we go. You do not want to miss that. No, 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 no. Big guy summer. Trust me. This advice is incredibly, incredibly valuable. Let us start right here with David, though, up first on ESPN Radio. David, what do you got, buddy? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Canty, you're bugging. I, they, owe, they, owe Dane, they owe Dane nothing. He, he was paid handsomely. He's gonna make, if he stays in that contract in Portland, he's going to make $63 million in the last year of that contract. Nobody's even worth that. So he signed the contract. He's obligated – Portland's obligated to take care of their franchise, whether it's trading them to Miami or not. Any other team that's going to trade for uh, Dane, buyer beware. Yeah, he'll be malcontent, but is he not going to play? So thank you for taking my call. That's my two cents. That's the one thing that, that kind of bothers me about it, Canty. I don't expect Dame to go into a place. Like, if he got traded to Philly, I don't think he's going to Philly and he's going to be a problem. I don't think he's going to James Harden it. No, he's not going to put on a fat suit, but, I mean, this is the NBA. When players want out, they typically get out. And so why would you force Damian Lillard to go into a situation with another team where he's already looking for the exit? Why why would you do that to a player that has meant so much to your franchise? He's been there since 2012. Like, And here's the thing, and just to push back on the contract aspect of it, because you brought this up and then that last caller reiterated it, if Portland wouldn't have paid Dame Lillard that money, Somebody else would have been willing to pay Damian Lillard that money. He's not getting that money as a gift from Portland. He's getting that because he wanted to stay and Portland obliged and they paid him the contract that he commands. He would have got that contract from any other team in the NBA because he's just that good. Damian Lillard, at this age in his career, is still a viable number one scoring option on a championship contending team. Why not allow him to have the opportunity to do that? It's not as if Portland's going to get nothing in return for him. They are going to get a significant haul from Miami. But go ahead and send the guy to his preferred destination. You want to talk about Portland being a free agent you know, outpost? Like This is a way to you know, make sure that you send the message about what your franchise is going to be about moving forward two prospective free agents that might want to eventually decide to come play alongside some of the young talent that you've drafted. I think this is a golden opportunity for Portland to accelerate their rebuilding process by being able to add young players and picks while also doing right by a guy that's done right by them for the better part of the last decade. Okay, do remember, though, that they were the ones that could offer him the most in the Supermax. So they were in a position to pay him money that nobody else was. That that is part yeah, but how many times do we see guys get paid on a supermax and then force their way out a year after when they're eligible the to be traded? All the time, it happens all the time. That's why players in the NBA don't even bother putting a no trade clause in their contract because they don't have to. 
When they want to go somewhere, they usually get obliged and get traded to where they want to go. Brad Beal was the one outlier, the one exception. He was the only player in the NBA that had a no-trade clause. Everybody else, if they want to go somewhere, they force their way out of town, and they usually wind up where they want to be. Fred is up next, ESPN Radio. Fred, what's going on? Not much, guys. Uh, Thanks for taking my call. How y'all doing today? Good. How are you? All right, man. Uh, First off, I want to say, man, I'm an Indiana Pacers fan through and through, okay? But Dame has caught my attention. I love Dame because of his loyalty. I've been with my wife, man, for um, over 40 years, okay? And everything outside looks nice, man. It's wonderful outside them doors. But it takes a lot, I mean a lot, to stay where I'm at and to stay loyal to where I'm at. And you get rewarded for that. Your woman, happy wife, happy life. Dame has been loyal and showed a franchise what he is about, showed the NBA what he's about, and showed the world what he's about, what it means to be loyal and committed to something. You have to reward that in the end. Yeah, Fred, I don't want to cast aspersions here, but it sounds like when you leave the house, your head's on a swivel, and you're fighting an inner battle that maybe you don't need to be fighting. You know what I mean? As far as the loyalty to Dame Lillard, I get it. But at what point is my actual job description not about being loyal to players, but being uh, in charge of an organization that I have to do the best for, especially when I can't get players to readily come here on their own of their own volition, as you often put it, Canty, I need hostages as opposed to volunteers. Okay, that's all well and good. And we're talking about this hypothetical and other teams being able to offer more, but how much more versus what Damian Lillard means to the franchise and where he wants to go. That's the scales that you have to weigh everything on, and, and that's what Joe Cronin should be doing. But at no point in this process whether he's saying it publicly or privately, should he refer to the situation as the transfer portal and trying to facilitate Dame getting to Miami? At no point should that come out. That that should never happen. You should never treat a guy of Damian Lillard's ilk like that, especially when he's been down solid for 11 years. The guy came in as a rookie averaging 19 points a game. Seven all-NBA seasons from Damian Lillard in 11 years in Portland. Why would you let something like that slip out of your mouth if you're Joe Cronin? That's ridiculous. Is and it that's ideal? The por- it's and not. That's the, and that's the attitude that, he, that, that this front office is approaching it with that rubs me the wrong way. Well, I think a lot of front offices are approaching it with this right now because that's how it feels. It's not the first time I've heard that in the last couple of weeks, not just in reference to Dame, but in reference to a lot of players. Uh, I think a lot of front offices are feeling like But this not a lot of players that have been one place 11 years, especially in the modern-day NBA. That's the difference. Listen, as lo- I'm okay with it if the difference is not very much, but if there's you know a difference of a couple of first-round picks, Dame, I, I got to do what's right for us. So... Let's figure this out. If you figure out a way to go to Philadelphia, because Damian So, so hold on, hold on. So, if OKC offers, what, five first-round picks for Damian Lillard as opposed to what Miami is offering, what Miami could offer with the three first-round picks, you know, potentially. Mm -hmm. You're saying trade him to OKC? That's what you're saying? If I get the best package by far from Oklahoma City, I mean, I'll give you a team. All right, here you go. I'll give you a team. 
that Wendy called a team that's just kind of lurking on this whole thing, the Utah Jazz. Mm-hmm. You think he wants to go to Utah? I think no, no. no part of him wants to go to Utah. If Utah has by far like a significant difference in the package between what they can offer and what Miami can offer, between all the picks they got in the Donovan Mitchell trade and all that, do I yeah, send you them said to a Utah? Co- you said a couple of first-round picks, so I literally put it at a couple of first-round picks. If Utah offers a couple of first-round picks more than what Miami would offer, he's going to Utah. That's what you're saying? That's, what, that, I, that's absolutely what I'm saying. Okay. All right. And that's, and that's doing right by Damian Lillard. I, I, I am willing to do that, right by him. That's how you return by, his loyalty. But I just I, want to make it clear. I'm, I'm willing to do that up to a point. Not to the detriment of my franchise because Dame's leaving and I still got to deal with all this. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, our tips for the hot big guy summer. <laughs> that is coming up. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Greeny, the podcast. Talking earlier, NFL coaches on the hot seat. We get into it more right now. It's Canty and Carlin in for Greeny. We are presented by Progressive Insurance coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, former NFL wide receiver. You can follow him on Twitter, at Hawk. He joins us right now. Hawk, it's Chris Carlin and Chris Canty. We appreciate a few minutes, and we went through probably 10 coaches that could potentially be on the hot seat right now. So who do you have on the hottest seat of all for coaches going into 2023? Whew, that's a that's a tough one. I think. Uh, well, I don't want to. I don't want to make any hot takes here. Mm. So I want to start by saying, give me you guys' top two coaches on the hot seat because I think that's going to dictate what my answer is. Uh, okay, fair enough. My top two, believe it or not, were Bill Belichick and Brandon Staley. Uh, I do believe that. What was Canty? My top two coaches on the hot seat. I'll go with uh, Mike McCarthy. And I'll go with Kevin Stefanski. All right. So you guys are in the same lane as I'm operating in. Because obviously I'm a Browns fan. Um, I played for the Browns in my career. I also finished with the Patriots. Those are kind of my top two. But honestly, Bill Belichick is my number one. Um, Mm. I didn't know if that was going to be a hot take here, but clearly you guys are on the same page. Stefanski, obviously, they paid a lot of money with Deshaun Watson. So I know we'll get into that. He has to show and prove now. Um, because this roster, what they've built so far, what they've invested in, the horizon for that is on the way, and we need results yesterday. Now, on the Belichick front, and I know this is a debate, a debate topic that everybody goes into, because I'm always torn on it, which is why I was, it was tough to go down this lane, because how much success grants you uh, immunity for life? And I would argue that Bill Belichick has that, that Bill Belichick can hang him up whenever he wants to, um, I think that 
even if somebody made that point, it would be tough to argue. But when you look at the results of what he's done without Tom Brady, and we can always debate this and what have you, but even beyond just like, okay, you lost your quarterback, you couldn't figure it out, there has been decisions, and Bill Belichick has been known for making the best decisions in football. That is what his legacy is. But there have been decisions that clearly show that he has showed incompetence as a head coach, namely the appointing of Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator for a young quarterback who needed development, right? And I feel like, you know, obviously they've rectified that. Obviously they've made a decision, but it was a decision that even the most simple of football minds understood probably wouldn't work out. And so to watch that play out in real time, I think that was probably the biggest smoking gun. And now they're in a division with all the talent in the world. You can argue that they are the, you know, backseat of the 14 division in the AFC East. And to your point, at some point, this craft say, hey, you know, I don't know if it'll be a firing, but I, is it, you know, hey, it's time to gracefully bow out. Hawk, you're preaching to the choir. I might need you to say it one more time for the people in the back. We are talking with ESPN NFL analyst and former Browns wide receiver Andrew Hawkins on Greeny. And let's zoom in on your former team, the Browns, because we just talked about Kevin Stefanski. What does he need to do specifically to tap into the greatness that we saw from Deshaun Watson when he was with the Houston Texans? What does Stefanski need to do? What is his role in that process throughout training camp and on into the regular season in 2023? Get out of the way. And I don't, I don't mean that in a bad way, right? Like, you have invested heavily uh, in, into this, you know, stable of courses that can go, right? The whole idea around trading Baker Mayfield, I think today is actually the anniversary that they traded Baker Mayfield away. Like, the whole point of that was that mediocrity wasn't enough. It wasn't enough to make the playoffs. It wasn't enough to just say to the quarterback, hey, I'm building an offense around you and saying don't break things. Just give it to Nick Chubb. Don't throw interceptions. Don't do anything stupid. You go invest heavily into a controversial quarterback like Deshaun Watson, who we know has a ton of ability. It's time to take the training wheels off. Last year was tough because they had to build an offense for two different quarterbacks. Jacoby Brissett, who was probably more in the Baker Mayfield lane, and then you have Deshaun Watson, who when you see what he did at the Texans and Bill O'Brien kind of started to cater that offense to what he did at Clemson to say, yo, you are a, a rare talent. We're going to let you do what you please, and we're going to play into your strength. The Browns need to do that. They need to understand. I think they understand that, too, because this offense needs to get more dynamic. It needs to take more vertical shots. Right now, they are sitting with a Lamborghini in the garage, and their offense so far has been mandated to drive 70 miles an hour. And we're all looking like, well, what is the point? What was the point of making that investment if we're not going to go fast? Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, joining us. Canty and Carlin in for Greeny, ESPN Radio. Josh Allen said the whole thing with Stefan Diggs is getting blown out of proportion, but we've seen a lot of things starting when the season ended. If you're in the Bills' locker room, what would be your level of concern there? High level of concern. And my experience as a wide receiver in the NFL, anytime the quarterback comes out and says everything is being blown out of proportion, it's not being blown out of proportion. There's a real trouble. Otherwise, it wouldn't have taken this long to make that statement. Uh, it would have been on multiple shows. And honestly, both sides would be saying that. And that has not been the case. So I think in this respect, where there's smoke, there is fire. Uh, but I do think there's a pass forward. You know, I mean, it's tough because you have two superstars. And the, the, mat- the maturation of Josh Allen to the you know, premier quarterback that he is, he's on the cover of Madden. But prior to Stephon Diggs getting there, we had questions. And so... As a receiver, I can tell you there's a lot of ego. You guys know this. We're divas. There's a reason for that. 
You know, we feel like that we can make people better. We feel like we can unlock new potential. And in this new world where now Josh Allen is the main horse in the stable, you know, there's a lot of ego and pride that plays into that. So I'm hoping they can figure it out. But I absolutely do not believe that there is nothing going on. Hawk, staying in the AFC, can Sean Payton fix Russell Wilson? I think so. I think I think I think more than Sean Payton fixing Russell Wilson, I think Russell Wilson can fix Russell Wilson. You know, I'm not going to lie. He played terrible last year. We all understand that. But I did feel a little uneasy about how quickly everybody turned on a quarterback who has done well. And you know what? I seen you talking, I think, last week on TV, Canty, talking about how Russell Wilson was a premier quarterback in the league and people argued that that wasn't the case. I disagree. I was there. When we played Russell Wilson, you know, we were scared. We knew what he brought to the table. He made all the right decisions. He made the right throws. He can beat you in a lot of ways. It wasn't just a, a, a quarterback manager. Nobody viewed Russell Wilson that way, and that's from experience. And I think that last year, uh, I, I think he had to take a look in the mirror. You look at his body. You look at the way he's worked this year. And as you know, as you get older in the league, your workouts, the way you go about it needs to change. And if you keep it the same, you are losing ground. And I do think he's actually going to have a good season this year. Wake some people up and get people back on the right path to where he was, which was, at one point, a bona fide Hall of Fame Fame quarterback. Hawk, great stuff. Despite your take on Russell Wilson, that's fine. But we appreciate your time. (laughs) Thanks again, man. Thanks for having me, guys. Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst and former wide receiver. It's Canty Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app in for Greeny. The list is what determines who matters in this business. The Green List. Close things out today, Canty, a public service that we're about to do for our larger friends in the community. One in three adults in this country is considered overweight. This morning, it was 88 degrees here in New York City with a great deal of humidity. I walked probably about 400 yards from the garage to the entrance at the South Street Seaport in my blue button-down shirt, light blue button-down shirt, and my back was a disaster. It was a swamp. That's not what anybody wants. So, Canty, I think it's best if we, as two bigger guys, offer our combined green list of tips for you to enjoy a big guy summer a big hot guy summer that didn't sound right but you know what i mean number five canty take number five will you oh number five has to be breathable materials big fella Mm. like you've got to let the linen and the pima cotton flow in the summertime like you've got to go with some some polyester blends those types of things you got to keep it lightweight fabrics that are breathable Mm -hmm. you got to let that breeze that cool summertime air flow through you uh, under the sweltering hot sun you gotta have that to keep you cool big fella if you're stepping outside with anything less than breathable materials you're doing something wrong this ain't the time to rock with some wool clothing it ain't the time to rock out the suede with you don't do that in the summertime especially with what we're experiencing in new york city right now so you want to highlight the breathable materials in your spring-summer wardrobe to make sure that you can make it a big guy summer. Uh, To your point, several years ago, I was at a casino at an event. I was wearing, in the middle of July, a velvet sports coat. I have made a lot Mm. of mistakes in my life. That is the worst. Mm. (laughs) 
by far. Hall of, Hall of Shame. Hall of Shame with that one. Number four. Canty. The Gold Bond Powder. God bless Gold Bond, the fine people at that company. Mm. The Gold Bond Powder is a necessity. Everybody knows that you need the deodorant, but the Gold Bond Powder is the way to go. Now, I know there might be some of you that are skeptical out there and saying, yeah, it's so messy with the Gold Bond Powder and making sure that you put the right amount on. Well, guess what? The people from Gold Bond heard you. Because a few years ago, they came up with the Gold Bond Dry Spray. Perfect. So you can spray it on just like you spray on your deodorant. And you put the right amount in the sensitive areas and the areas where you're prone to be a heavy sweater. And you keep things manageable. You keep things cool. You don't have the perspiration bleeding through your clothing. If you the go- Gold Bond Dry Spray is an essential for big guy summer. If you go with the powder, just don't go too much. Otherwise, you got a turning into a paste situation. Number three. Canty, a washcloth. Not a big hand towel, but if you carry a washcloth with you in your pocket, in your bag, you can do a quick little wipe of the head and boom, put it right back in. Nobody knows nothing. You take out a hand towel, it's a mess. Everybody knows you're a disaster. No, 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 no. The washcloth is your friend. Take it, quick wipe, you're not even looking, nobody sees nothing, nobody knows nothing, nobody gets hurt. Number two. Big fella, big fella I don't want to one-up the washcloth, mm. but my homeboy, former teammate Justin Forsett, came out with something called the shower pill. These deodorized wipes that you can use mm. that would function like the washcloth that you're talking about during a big guy summer. Look into it. If you don't know, now you know. What's it called? This is Kenny and Carlin looking out for you. The shower pill. The shower yes. pill. All the right, I'm, on that. I'm checking there out Amazon go. when I get home. There no, you go. Number two, Canty, do not, do not, do not try to overstate the importance of the cold shower in the summer. If you go tepid, if you go warm, you are going to be sweating all day long. You need to set your body temperature at a manageable number early in the day. Setting a tone, getting out to a lead. Take that cold shower. Sit in there for five minutes. You won't regret it. Number one. Canty, I can't overemphasize this enough. The white shirt. The white Mm. shirt is your friend on two fronts. Number one, the white will deflect the sun. And number two, the white shows the sweat the least of any other shirt. The white shirt in the summertime is the fat man's friend. I'm... I'm okay with the white shirt, but we just have to make it clear. Disclaimer, you need an undershirt under the white shirt. You mm. have to have the undershirt under the white shirt. Sometimes the just undershirt saying. causes more sweat, though. Be careful. Be careful. The, the undershirt under the white shirt needs to happen. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there, big fella. Take it from one guy that knows. Tomorrow, another one. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio or watch the show through the Watch tab on the ESPN app. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN and also available wherever you get your podcast.